Hey ladies, welcome to Yes and Amen, where we talk about growing in our faith with biblical truths, real life testimonies, and meditating on God's word. Now I'm your host, Priscilla's Pearl Dominguez. Let's get it. Y'all, we are back. We are back for another season of the Yes and Amen podcast. If you are new here, welcome. Um, this podcast is all about having conversations on about how we can grow our faith. Uh, we share testimonies and we also have Selah scripture-based meditation. So thank you for being here. Um, it is our one-year anniversary of this podcast and um, I'm just really excited to be able to engage in this conversation today. There are no guests. The guest is me, the host, Priscilla's. Um, This is very rare that I don't have a guest, but I wanted to just engage in this conversation with y'all to invite you in to this. So you are all my guests. You're all my guests as you engage in thinking through um, the things that I'll share that the Holy Spirit has placed on my heart. So Thank you for being a support to this podcast, to this community, to the full collective community, to me. Um, I really do appreciate it. A year ago, uh, over a year ago, when I wanted to do a podcast, I was like, how the heck do you start this? And it's actually much simpler than I realized. Um, And I'm just really grateful that I can reach people, some people that I will never meet in my life and just be able to, yeah, teach and share of God's word and even myself be edified through it and learn and be blessed through it. So thank you for being here, for listening. If you have never checked out the first episode, I encourage you to go back in the first season, first episode, I share more about me, my testimony, and I'll share a little bit about that today as well. But make sure you go check that out as well so you can see more of the foundation of what the purpose and vision behind this podcast is. So let us get into it. Today, uh, I'm talking about saying yes to God right? Talking about obedience, talking about um, the power of courage, the power of, of being brave in the midst of perhaps fear, um, in the midst of, of confusion, in the midst of, of the unknown, right? What does it look like to say yes to God? And what does the Bible say about it? What are examples? Um, and how can we be encouraged to live that out a lot more, right? Than it just being these miraculous moments that were obedient, but how can we live this out on a daily basis? So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So thank you for being here to engage in this conversation with me. So the first thing I wanted to talk about was the idea of that saying yes to God Well, more than likely, I don't have data around it in regards to percentage, but saying yes to God, we can see this throughout history. We can probably even see it throughout our life. It may result differently than what you expect, right? So I think uh, when we say yes to God, we're like, okay, it might be easy, or there's just going to be a clear vision of what to do next, or it's going to be what I wanted, my heart's desire. But if we see in our life... (laughs) Or if we see throughout the Bible in regards to in regards to saying yes to God, right, what that looks like, then we see that it's just different. It's going to be different than what we expect. And so what that helps us do is that actually we make expectation somewhat of a non-factor when it comes to saying yes to God, when it comes to obedience. And so what I mean by that is, is realizing that our expectations, what it does is puts God in a box. It puts um, what is going to come in a box. And in some ways, it even maybe creates idolatry as in we are God. <laughs> we are making ourselves the idol. And we are God and we are stating what is to come by having expectation. So really, if we're going to have any expectation when it comes to obedience and when it comes to saying yes to God, the expectation should be that we know that God is good. I expect God to be good 
in me saying yes, in me being obedient, in me choosing holiness and sacredness and this path instead of another. So that is, if we're going to have any expectation, that's the one that it should be, that we expect God to be good, we expect God to be merciful, we expect God to be faithful, we expect God to be himself. We don't necessarily want to project our expectations, our human um, or maybe maybe experience-based expectations onto God, but we want to expect God to be God. And so that is a factor that you can play into. So now next time, when you're choosing to be obedient, when you're choosing to say yes, right? Because it is a choice. It doesn't necessarily come naturally to all of us. Have very Remove your, your human-based expectations or what you expect to happen because you're being obedient or because you're saying yes or, or you think you're being a righteous or good Christian. And simply have the expectation that God will be God and he will be good. And, and whatever will result of it will be good, even if we don't consider it to be good in the moment. So that's the first thing I would say when it comes to saying yes to God, being obedient. Saying yes to God may result differently than what you expect. And if you're going to have any expectation, expect God to be God. Expect God to be good. Another thing when it comes to saying yes to God is when it comes to walking in your calling, it's not about building your kingdom. We live in a world, oh God, I know I fall into it sometimes, where we, where we're, when we're walking in our calling, right, and when we're saying yes and when we're being obedient, it's kind of with the agenda so that we can have some sort of benefit, right? So we can be elevated somehow um, or so we can get some sort of reward, right? The Bible does talk about getting rewards when we are obedient, but that shouldn't be our agenda, right? That shouldn't be our heart posture. So saying yes and being obedient has a lot to do with our heart posture. And in a little bit, I'm going to read um, some scriptures that will help us really navigate and look at how people in the Bible, you know, when it came to God and him showing up and commanding certain things of them, how they would respond, right? And and how human they would respond. So I think we get to have grace for ourselves. Sometimes maybe we will respond or react to God with selfishness or a specific kind of agenda um, or maybe wanting to hold back or not wanting to say yes. That's that's the human in you. You are a human being, right? So you don't have to condemn yourself for having those reactions and responses, but you get to check yourself. You get to check in with your heart, check in with your mind. Where is this coming from? Why do I have this agenda? Is it coming from outer outer sources? Is it coming from within me? Is it coming from a point of view I have? Is it coming from an experience I have? Right? Because at the end of the day, our goal should want to be to build God's kingdom, not our own kingdom. Right? God's agenda, not our own agenda. His will, not our will. That's what Jesus constantly showed us and taught us that he was saying, "Lord, your will, not mine." Right. And and Jesus was talking from a human perspective when he was saying that because Jesus is God. Right. So when we're hearing Jesus say, not your um, not my will, but yours, he's saying not my human will, not what my flesh wants to do, but what your will, your powerful, perfect and divine will, God, um, let it be and let it come to pass. And so that's something we get to engage in. Check in where in your life you are trying to build your own kingdom, whether it's in your household, through your business, at your job, in your family, in your neighborhood, within yourself, on social media, with your finances, wherever it may be. Where are you trying to build your kingdom and not God's? And and that's a place of humility, right, that we get to enter into because it's a real place to be in because 
right there, when we acknowledge it and see it, we get to repent. And we get to turn away from that frame of mind. We get to turn away from that heart posture and return to fixing our eyes on Jesus and building his kingdom and bringing heaven to earth. Right? So walking in your calling does not build, is not to build your kingdom, but God's. And then also a yes to God, a yes to the Lord, an obedient decision or path should come with a few things. And I would say three specific kind of things. It should come with prayer, accountability, and biblical understanding. So a yes to God should come with prayer, accountability, and biblical understanding. First thing, prayer, right? Prayer in itself is the yes. Because you're interacting with God, you're talking with God, and that is what prayer is. So in your conversation with the Lord, that is what the obedience is coming from. It's coming from a time of prayer that you are interacting with God. And so having that be a moment of prayer, but also continued prayer, right? That God will sustain you through your yes, that the Holy Spirit will fill you, that he will help you live out the fruits of the Spirit and you not live out your flesh, right? That um, you will just be able to continue to be in conversation for God to reveal things through you to you um, through this yes that you, you have given him, right? So prayer is a huge part of saying yes to the Lord and consistently praying. Accountability, right? So the thing is, you can say yes to God today and no tomorrow. And when I say no tomorrow, and I say in relation to the thing you said yes to. So let's say you're saying yes to God in regards to um, abstaining from something um, or choosing a certain path or fasting, whatever it may be, right? Um, or making a big decision with your finances, whatever it may be. You then need accountability around that. Because like we said, a lot of a lot of what obedience is and a lot of what yes has to do with has so much to do with our human nature or us being human beings. So that's why it's so important to include and think about these things. So, for example, accountability, because I could say, yes, Lord, I'm going to do this from now on starting today and tomorrow I might not or next week I might get tired of it or a month from now I might forget about it. So having someone that I trust, whether it's one person or a group of people, trusted Holy Spirit filled, biblically sound people that can hold me accountable to this thing that I have now said yes to God um, about, right? Because that's what it gets to be. It gets to be a community thing. The people don't, don't necessarily have to help you with what you're doing or what your yes involved, but they can help you in the sense of accountability to keep you accountable. And, and I would say, make sure you set boundaries around that, right? What does accountability look like for you? This word accountability is um, spoken about a lot nowadays, very trendy. And I think it's breaking up relationships. It's making non-grace filled spaces. It's just doing a lot. It's condemning people. But I think it's really because of a lack of communication about accountability. How do you receive accountability? Do you even know how you receive accountability? How will you react if someone checks you? Um, does it depend the person? Does it depend the tone? Does it depend how they talk to you, right? You need to learn all of those things about yourself. So when you are asking for accountability, you communicate those things clearly. And that's actually how you love that person well, that you want to hold you accountable. And that's how you maintain the health of that relationship. So definitely accountability. And then the last thing, biblical understanding, right? The Bible is full of answers. The Bible is full of truth. So when we're saying yes to God about something, perhaps it's in the Bible. So find something, find biblical understanding around it. Also biblical understanding around how God communicates, biblical understanding about 
God's revelations, biblical understanding of what sin is and what isn't, biblical understanding of how God functions, right? The Bible is really such a guide for us to understand God. So when we're just saying yes to the Lord and we're just going about our business and not really being in the Bible, then the, what the what's going to happen is the world or social media or even inspiring little sermon clips are going to be our foundation or our driving force for the sustainability of that yes for the sustainability of that obedience. And that is not going to work. What that's going to do is fail. That's going to fall um, to the ground because it's not based on the Lord's word, right? So I would definitely encourage you, a yes, when it comes to a yes to the Lord, obedience to the Lord, continued prayer, seeking accountability, communicating what that accountability looks like to, for you in this season, and biblical understanding, sound biblical understanding not from social media, right? <laughs> um, then, and then a yes invokes praise when we acknowledge who we're saying yes to. So in your process of yes, in your process of obedience, honestly, sometimes we say yes to the Lord or sometimes we abide in God with like um, hesitation or with like, well, God, I don't really want to do this, but like, whatever. I'm saying yes because I'm trying to be obedient or this and this and that. That's fine. Like, you know, we're human beings and how, if that's how we react. But remembering who we're saying yes to right? So less about the thing we're saying yes about and who we are saying yes to. You are saying yes to the God who placed the stars in the sky. You're saying yes to the God who formed you in your mother's womb. You are saying yes to the God who thought of you however long before you even existed. You are saying yes to the God who has been protecting you and covering you all your life. You are saying yes to the God who is faithful and has shown himself to be faithful all throughout history. You are saying yes to a God who is omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent. You are saying up to a power you are saying yes to a powerful God. Hallelujah. You are saying yes to a powerful God. And so what what does that do within you? Like right now, think about it. If you're choosing to or you're thinking about saying yes to God or trying to be obedient in something, what is that what does that do in you? I don't know about you, but right now to me it invokes praise. It invokes a deep praise that, wow, God, you are inviting me into something. You are asking me to do something. You are asking me to partner with the Holy Spirit to take a different path that perhaps I was taking before. That invokes praise in me because, God, you're communicating with me. The God of the universe is communicating with me, communing with me, inviting me into something, inviting me into deeper relationship, to look holier, to be more like his son. What a gift. So that invokes praise in me. And if it doesn't invoke praise in you, that's okay. Perhaps you just need to think about it more, but thinking about who it is that is inviting you into this yes versus what exactly he's inviting you to do. And so I'm going to talk um, a little bit about some scripture here. I would invite you to look at examples of people who have said yes throughout the Bible. Noah in Genesis, Abraham in Genesis, Paul in um, the epistles and in the di you know different books of the New Testament and all of his disciples, right? All of Jesus' disciples, they're yes. And not all of them were easy yeses, right? Some of them were hesitant yeses. But I want to talk about specifically Mary, Mary's story. So Jesus' mom. So I'm going to read from Luke 1. Uh, verses 26 to 38, and then I'm going to read further down. But first, I'm going to read Luke 1, verses 26 to 38. So I know it's a lot of scripture, but bear with me. I invite you 
get your Bible and read it with me. I'm reading from the ESV version. So take a pause here and maybe go get your Bible. All right. So God's word says in the verse, chapter one of Luke, verse 26. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. So I just want to start there. The first two verses, right? It says, in the sixth month, angel Gabriel was sent from God, right? So when you're being asked to do something, an obedience, a yes, God is sending you this invitation. He is directly, personally sending you this invitation. It's not random. It is intentional and he is sending it to you. That in itself is praiseworthy. Verse 28 says, And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. That is a reminder right there that God is with you in the invitation, that God is with you at all times. He is with you when you say no. He is with you when you say yes. He is with you when you're hesitant. He is with you when you're confused. He is with you when you're brave and courageous. He is with you and you are a favored one regardless of the sin you did today, regardless of what you have done in your life. You are a favored one. Verse 29 says, but she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. So Mary was like, um, angel, what you doing? Who are you? What are you doing? Why are you trying to like gas me up, telling me I'm favored and the Lord's with you? Like what's really going on? Right. And that isn't, that is a normal, okay reaction and response. So I think sometimes we can feel like we're sinning when we're responding to God with hesitation or confusion. Even, you know, Moses in Exodus, right? When God first like commanded him, he's like, but God, I don't know how to like speak right. And, and who am I? Since and that. He's like, it's not about you, bro. Right. And, and technically this is the same thing he's saying to like Mary. It's not about Mary. Right. So although maybe you want to feel like chosen, like, wow, he chose me. Yes, that makes you special in that way. But also it's not about you. And that might be hard to hear and you may not want to hear that. And maybe that doesn't make you feel encouraged. But it's not about you. It's about God. It's about his agenda, his plan, his divine purpose, right? So receiving that and humbling yourself to receive that. Verse 30 says, And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And so what what this is really showing us is that a lot of our hesitation to say yes to God is actually fear, right? A lot of our hesitation to say yes to God, to be obedient is actually a fear factor. And I would say is a fear factor of the unknown. What will this yes mean? What will, what will come to be based on this yes? This goes back to the first point I said about the expectation, removing the expectation and stop trying to plan around your yes, right? Don't, don't say yes to the Lord and then make a plan. Say yes to the Lord and trust him. And like I said before, pray, be, you know, be held accountable and seek out biblical understanding. But the angel here recognized that her hesitation or perhaps even her confusion was a fear factor. So acknowledge what are the things that you're fearing here or that you're afraid of when it comes to saying yes to the Lord. What it, be honest with yourself. What actually are you afraid of? Is it the unknown? Is it saying the yes? Is it a financial thing? Is it decision making? Is what what will people think? Um, feeling like you're not able to or you're not capable. Like what is the actual fear factor here? So the angel says, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. 
this is this is a this is a direct blessing to you. You have found favor with God. You have found, nothing you have done will find you favor with God simply because he is faithful. He loves you and he has grace over you. Verse 31 says, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and he will, he will be called the son of the most high. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. Praise him. Yes, Lord. So here, I just love this, y'all. Because the thing about us is that we think when God is inviting us into something, it's the start of it. <laughs> it's not the start of it. God has already been working in whatever it is that he wants to come to pass in us. When he just shows up with that invitation, it's just a matter of us abiding with it, aligning ourselves with it. And that's where our yes comes in, right? And so verse 34 goes on to say, And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? So here she continues, right? Like, so she shared her hesitation and her confusion. The angel said, don't be afraid. And then she still responded with kind of like hesitation and confusion. <laughs> and this is where God's grace comes in, right? Because God is graceful. He's patient. Patience is one of the fruits of the spirit. And that's what the Lord is for us and with us, right? He is patient. Um, when we have questions and, and she had a valid question, right? She's like, I'm a virgin, y'all. Like, how is this going to happen? <laughs> like she had a very valid question. And so this comes to even just remind us that we get to come to the Lord with our questions. Our yes can sometimes just be a yes, but also it can be a yes with questions. And that's okay. Okay. God is not afraid of your questions. He's not afraid of your hesitation. He's not afraid of you. <laughs> it's us that are, we are afraid of the circumstances situation. So verse 35 continues to say, and the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called holy, the son of God. Right. And so there are times where we do get direct answers from the Lord of how things will come to pass uh, and what will what will be. Right. But notice here, here. The angel's not saying, and he will have a ministry when he turns 30 and he will die when he's 33 and he will, you know, do miracles, all this stuff. And the thing is we, we want, that's the kind of specificity we want when we say yes to God. We want all the specifics, all the details in order to say yes, but that's not faith, right? That would be super easy to say yes to. So the angel had a real quick, like, you know, to the point, he said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. Therefore, the child will be born, will be called holy, the son of God. And verse 36 says, and behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who, um, who was called barren. Right. So then after this, you know, Mary visits Elizabeth and like confirms all of this, but there, there will be some details. There will be some things. But there will also be things that will be left out. Verse 37 says, For nothing will be impossible with God. Come on, y'all. Pause there. Go pray. Run around your house. Do something. For nothing will be impossible with God. I don't I don't think we always believe this. <laughs> even when we, we abide, even when we say yes, even when we're obedient, we don't, we don't always believe this. Write this down, verse 37, somewhere. So you don't forget it for nothing will be impossible with God. That thing you think is impossible, that will not happen, that will not change, is not true. And the thing is, it, it may not be, it may not change in this lifetime while you're here on earth, right? You may not see it in this lifetime of yours. 
But that doesn't mean that it was impossible for God. And that's something we need to remember. We think because something doesn't change that we've prayed for, something doesn't come to pass that we've prayed for, that it's impossible, that God's not going to do it. The thing is, God can do it. (laughs) He can do anything. But not everything is beneficial. Not everything for us is um, according to his will, according to his plan, even if to us it seems like a good thing, a holy thing, a sacred thing that we are asking for. Right? So it goes back to our mind, our mindset. This is the God who created the universe, y'all. We have no idea. We only have a glimpse into it, into his mind, how it works, how it functions. We get to humble ourselves and embrace the mystery. Embrace the mystery of what it means that nothing is impossible for God. Verse 38 says, And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Notice that after verse 37, Roy says, for nothing will be impossible with God. Right? The angel said that. That's when Mary responded differently. And then she went to go visit Elizabeth. And then she sang a song of praise, which we're going to read in a second. But that's why I was saying, write that down somewhere. For nothing will be impossible with God. Because that might be the words that you need in the moment of fear. That might be the moment the words that you need to encourage someone else and to encourage yourself in a moment that you need to say yes to God, that you need to step up and be brave and be courageous. That might be the words that will shift you from saying how Mary was saying, how will this be since I am a virgin, right? Um, Her in hesitation and then immediately moving in verse 38 to say, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. That is a shift, right? Because she then believed the angel when he said, for nothing will be impossible with God. And so I want to close our conversation today with Mary's song of praise. So here uh, in my my verses, it's in Luke 1, 46 to 55. Luke 1, 46 to 55. And so that's why I was mentioning before, what happens when you remember who you're saying yes to? What does it do to you? And I would really invite you to go deep, whether you feel it or not, to to notice that what it gets to do is invoke a praise in you. And so to encourage you around that, we're going to read Luke 1 continued but um, verses 46 to 55 so this is mary's song of praise right it reads and mary said my soul magnifies the lord and my spirit rejoices in god my savior for he has looked on the humble state of his servant right she's talking about herself for behold from now on all generations will call me blessed she's already acknowledging the future that is to come because of her yes, because of her obedience, because she is acknowledging that she is giving birth to the Son of God, to Jesus, our Emmanuel. Verse 49 says, For he for he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. This is Mary praising, right? There's so much in here in verse 50 where she's saying, 
as mercy for those who fear him will go from generation to generation, right? The things that you're doing now, the yeses that you are saying now, don't just impact you and the ones, people around you, but generations to come, your great-grandchildren, people that you will never meet, your yes has an impact on, right? And here is just showing how God um, is seeing the hearts of man, right? And all the things. And so just this praise <laughs> that Mary is doing to the Lord, this song of praise, um, it's just an example of what gets to be encouraged in us and invoked in us when we acknowledge who we are saying yes to. So as we wrap up this episode, I, you know, going to recap the things that I shared earlier, but I just really want to encourage you around this truth and this idea of who you are are saying yes to, right? That really matters. So the first thing we were talking about was saying yes to God. Um, saying yes to God may result differently than what you expect, right? And for our expectations, simply will just to be that God will be God. God will be faithful. God will be good, but not necessarily our own expectations. The second thing we talked about is walking in your calling is not to build your kingdom, but God's kingdom. And so repenting in the areas that you know and your knowledge that you are building your own kingdom and not God's. Uh, a yes should come with prayer, accountability, and biblical understanding. And remembering that that accountability, you get to express how you get to want to receive it from other people. A yes gets to invoke praise when we acknowledge who we are saying yes to. And before I also said some examples, definitely encourage you to check out Noah's story, or Abraham's story, Paul's story, uh, and then all the disciples and, and their walk with Jesus, right? Because the reality is that our yes is powerful, y'all. Your yes is powerful. It can break chains. It can uh, provide breakthrough in your life. It gives God glory. It honors God. It shows people the power of God, maybe people that you've been wanting to minister to or witness to. Maybe it's simply stop talking to them and tell the Lord yes. And something through that perhaps will... um inspire them or invite them, engage them into curiosity to ask them about your, about your faith. And so really it's, it's an, it's an invitation and it's an invitation we get to say yes to, and then walk in that obedience and walk in that purpose. And so as we're celebrating one year of this Yes and Amen podcast, um, this is what I, I wanted to start the year with because the, we're going to spend this season, this fall, talking about some pretty hard things, right? And so as we talk about these hard things and meditate through certain scriptures, um, some Selah meditations, I, I want to invite you to see where you can go and say yes to the things that you've been hesitating, the areas of with with God that maybe even topics, right? That um, you're, you don't want to enter into conversation with, engage with God with even, let's say even some scriptures that don't sit well with you, perhaps that you're not willing to say yes to having a conversation with God about, right? There's just so many forms of our, our yes that just isn't taking place. And so the Lord wants to provide you the courage you need to walk into that yes, being brave. And it's okay if you're hesitant, right? We read it. With Mary, it's okay if you're confused. If you, it's okay if you're fear of unknown. It's okay if you're not, um, you know, fully engaged in that yes. But remembering that scripture, right? Luke one. Um, it is Luke one thirty seven. For nothing will be impossible with God. And so let that be your anthem. Let that be your drive. Your motivation for your yes. And remember also what God has done before. We can develop amnesia sometimes, <laughs> not just for our own personal life, but just knowing historically or in the Bible, like 
God is faithful. God has done many, many things before and he will continue to do greater things. He is a way maker. He is a miracle worker. He has divine power that you have only seen a portion of. And so remember that, embrace that, receive that and say yes, say yes uh, with joy, say yes with praise because there is some powerful blessings, favor, anointing, breakthrough, freedom on the other side of that yes. And so I pray you're blessed, friends. I pray that this blessed you. Feel free to share it if it blessed you, if it encouraged you. Um, and yeah, and that you would just continue to walk in the freedom that God has for you. Continue to grow in your faith and be bold enough to continue to make your life a life of yes. Because obedience to God is um, one of the few things we can do for him. There's not much we can do for him. He, everything he does for us. But obedience is something we can do for him and to him for his glory. Y'all, I pray that conversation bless you and that you're able to apply some things you heard or learned to your continued growth on your faith journey. I encourage you to study more of the scriptures we talked about on this episode and don't let any conviction you experience go without prayer and action. Share any thoughts or testimonies you may have by leaving us a review or DMing me on Instagram at Priscelli's PD. I also encourage you to send this episode to friends and family and make sure you meet us for our next episode next Wednesday. And if you don't already, follow us on Instagram at we.r.full to learn more about our growing community and get connected with us.